nation has there are been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. Lack of better word. Late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I am your host, Nick Antonucci, joined today by Jarrett McKenzie from our P&I department. You got it. Shauna P&I. Planning, Planning and implementation. Okay, good. Thank you. So right. sorry. Hey, it's the internal <laughs> jargon. We've been using it all day. I know. I, I get locked in it. <laughs> and joining us today is from the research department. Our intern, Andrew Hedden, making his first appearance. Andrew, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, he'll, be, he'll be back with us uh, in coming segments to uh, fill in for Troy with the dog of the week. Can't wait for it. Better be good. No pressure. Where's Troy? Uh, you know, take doing the day business. off? Doing business. Troy uh, doesn't take days off. I was going to say, I've never you known know him better. to take a vacation day. <laughs> never. Well, guys, um, it's been an overall up week for the markets this week as we enter our uh, I guess our second week of 2018, but don't panic. We did have our first down day of 2018 on Wednesday. I'll be at first very of the small. year. Huh? First of the year. Wow. And where do we end up? Is this significant? No, it was like didn't 20 basis points. I figured you it didn't would. even know it. See, yeah, exactly. you weren't worried. <laughs> no. That's not down. That's flat. Yeah, basically. But you know, anytime we get any kind of movement to the downside now, it's so rare that everyone's. Yeah. Is this the top? Is well, this the top. So to to the to the in, in contrast, how many records have we set this year? And then like six or seven. Every other day has almost been a record. Basically, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we're how many days in the new year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This um, is uh, we're, we're recording as a Thursday, so we are what, 11, eleven days. days yeah. 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 So so far a good year. We're up seventy-one basis points. Um, Actually, we're up 3.36. I'm sorry. For the last five days, we're up 71 base points. Year-to-date in 2018, we're up 3.36%. We're continuing where we left off 2017. Although, if you look at sectors so far, performance this year, it's quite different than what we saw last year. Leading so far, we have energy, industrials, and consumer discretionary uh, up about 6, 5, and 5% respectively. number of other different sectors doing well. Tech's continuing to rally up more than 4.25%. Um, but what you're seeing lagging, we have four sectors negative. We've got consumer staples, telecom utilities, and real estate, though, are the three I want to focus on because they're the most rate-sensitive sectors of the market. And if you follow the markets at all, you might have heard that uh, rates have come up. You know, the yield on treasuries has come up. I think we're around nearing 2.6, roughly, on the 10-year. Wow. Um, and these are all capital-intensive sectors. You know, these companies have to borrow a lot to finance their operations. So definitely going to weigh on them. Not a big surprise that that's where uh, we've seen the weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, energy is a top performer, and that ties back to the price of oil. Price of oil is up almost 7% this year. So wow. energy is leading for the week and the year then, wow. huh? It is, yeah. And, again, you can tie that to oil prices. And that, that's, you know, due to a, a number of factors, OPEC being one of them. Uh, you know, extending cuts. And then also, you know how cold it's been here uh, in the States. So greater demand for for uh, yeah, oil, yeah. gas, right. commodity-type products. So yeah, that's uh, driving prices higher as well. It's been kind of a light week for economic data, kind of easing our way into the, the new year. Things kind of kicked off Wednesday with the latest mortgage application survey, which was up for the week. The index was up 8.3% from, from the prior week. Refinancing was up 11.4%. Purchases were up a little bit less, but still up 5%. Uh, 
Um, and that's why you saw the 30-year and jumbo mortgage rates rise a little bit, um, respectively. So what you're seeing is people kind of start off the new year, maybe entering back in the market. We all know the winter time, uh, late end of the year, isn't a great time to be selling a home. So maybe you're starting to see buyers enter back into the marketplace. That's interesting. Refinancing rates are up that high. Isn't it already, already refinanced? It's, yeah, can it's you like, wait to rates go up you, to why look have you at waited, it? Why have you waited this long? I mean, still, it's been if, if, years. You look, if you look compared to history, <laughs> it's still cheap. But where have you still. been the last, you know, Six. Four, four or five years? Yeah, really. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, also on Wednesday, got some trade data. Wholesale inventories came back in a big way in November. Uh, we saw stockpiles rose, rise 0.8%. And what we're looking for here is kind of accumulation of inventory. Um, companies realizing that consumer spending is picking up. They want to p- be prepared. So they're uh, building their stockpiles a little bit. So good data there. Um, producer price index came out on Thursday. Growth in producer prices cooled in December, but this comes off a few months of solid gains. Um, it fell 0.1%, but if you look year over year, still up 2.7%. And that's roughly you know, in line with probably headline CPI, but if you look at the core CPI, which is closer to 1.7, typically producer price index is a leading indicator for the CPI, which we'll get next week. So We'll kind of see if that truly is um, what's coming into line here. If we see a, a bigger year-over-year increase in the consumer price index, maybe indicative of some inflation that we've been waiting some time to see. Um, and we are seeing wage wages pick up, so perhaps we start to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, related on a related note, we saw Walmart come out today. They're upping their uh, minimum wage yeah. to uh, what I think like eleven dollars. Yeah. Uh, and they're citing the new tax plan as the incentive to do so. They're also offering that $1,000 bonuses to a lot of their employees, something we've seen across a number of different companies. They're extending maternity leave, I think, to 10 weeks. And uh, I think even for, for spouses and partners, you get six weeks now, which is pretty impressive. That yeah, is nice. it really is. They're making a lot of changes. I'd, it's funny you're talking about that. I just got an alert come through saying they're shuttering 63 Sam's Club locations. Oh, really? So, yeah, they got a lot of change going on over there, it appears. And Walmart's been one of the stocks that's done phenomenally. If you look at it last year, oh, yeah. I want to say it was up 40 something. Yeah, well, it was trading 40%? around 60, 60%? and then yeah. uh, now I think it was like $100 today or so. Yeah, right around there. Yep. Um, also, our weekly jobless claims came out today. Uh, slight uptick. In the week, um, up $11,000 from last week to $261,000. The four-week moving average also rose $9,000 to $250,750. Again, this is kind of a number you don't have to pay too close attention to on a weekly basis. You more want to follow the trend. Um, as I mentioned, rates rose across the board. You had the two-year up uh, 4.1 uh, basis points, the five-year up almost seven, and then a, a bigger uptick in the 10 and 30. So maybe you are starting to get a little bit of steepening in that yield curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've seen recently, a huge flattening um, of the yield curve, meaning that yeah. the, the spread between you know tens and twos, the short end and the long end, is narrowing. Well, it's better than the other direction, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and a lot of what's driving this is you, you get reports out of China that they may be slowing their treasury purchases. Um, that's going to you know drive down the, the purchases of that. Therefore, the price goes down, yields come up. Sure. Um, also... You know, you hear whispers out of ECB that perhaps the early part of 2018, they may kind of do away with their QE. I mean, they're still into QE, but maybe they'll stop their bond buying program early in 2018 if inflation uh, continues to tick up. Um, why, why do you think with China making those comments that the, 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 the treasuries are still continue to tick up, like you said? Well, you yeah, have yields ticking up, not prices. So oh, think okay, about it. You don't have the price. buying demand coming gotcha. through and uh, – um, 
driving those prices up. Sure. Well, that like, makes perfect sense then. Like you, like you normally would. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, something else I gotta give a shout out to uh, millennials. I know Troy likes to beat up us up on us <laughs> a lot on sure. the show, but uh, a study came out this week from Discover, and it says millennials are outperforming older generations when it comes to saving for their future. In a national study of 2,205 people, Discover finds that 81% of millennials are currently saving in some capacity compared to 74% of Gen Xers and 77% of baby boomers. Wow. That's great. A little bit of credit for for the lazy millennials, right? (laughs) I guess you're just talking (laughs) about the ones that have jobs, though. I don't think we need to look at the comparison of those that do and don't. Yeah, but That's those numbers true. are skewed, like the jobs report, right? It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only those not applying. But the thing that gets me is we often see in these studies is nearly one quarter of Americans still aren't saving. Well, they got some, sounds like they got some good faith in the Social Security program. Yeah, they must, because otherwise <laughs> I'm not really sure how you're going to sustain yourself through retirement. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's always shocking to me when you see these surveys. We get the uh, retirement benefit uh, survey you know, every year, and it's shocking how little people have saved. Mm-hmm. And it's it's shocking to see them retiring on it. I mean, because they don't have much choice. You get to a point where you can't have work to, anymore, yes. right? You know, and it's like you got to think about your lifestyle that far down the road. I think we all have sort of a, uh, by nature thinking more about the present, you know, and some of these folks. Instant gratification, right. spending. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it is. But you got to learn to put yourself in that place, I think, down the road of how do you want to live life when that time comes? Because we don't know if Social Security will be around or not. You know, yeah, I mean, the, the statistics you see every year get a little more concerning. Obviously, the further out you are. If you're close to retirement now, you can, you know, feel pretty confident that that money's going to be there for you. Right. But, you know, the millennials who are saving more, maybe some of them are coming to the realization that, hey, yeah. You know, I, I might not be able to, to count on this. I don't know what the most recent study of, you know, Social Security uh, shows that it'll run out at. Um, yeah. Well, But, but I, it, it is concerning, and it, it's it's important to save on your own and not be reliant on a system like right. that. Well, if they do make any changes, I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they ever did away with it. I think what you'll probably see more than anything or sooner than anything is them extending the age of full retirement. You know, for most people right now, it's 66, 67, maybe they – push that mm-hmm. to 69, 70, you'd probably see something like that or first. Or higher taxes because you're right. up to 85% sure. taxable exactly. and, or, you know, reducing benefits for higher income earners, which is not really necessarily fair because they're the ones that put mm-hmm. most, a lot of it in too. Yeah. So. Well, to Nick's point, I think, you know, with as many people that don't have the savings and, you know, the country knows that these are not hidden statistics. So we've got to have something. I don't think that they would jeopardize, you know, the, the well-being of the country to that extent, you know, by cutting it. Sure, I, I, I agree. Smaller they do changes. everything in, in their in their power to make sure that it it doesn't run out. Yep. Well, guys, I think that's a great place to go and uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss our financial situation uh, and our dog of the week. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. 
It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.